episode 14 we are back we are your best friends on the radio we are your favorite podcast lotion is for everybody we took last week off i know you guys missed us t was on vacation somewhere in dubai and vic god knows where <laughs> i wish republican but uh, <laughs> yeah. we're back we are back for another episode this is a great week thank you guys for tuning in Again, this is Lotion for Everybody. For all you new listeners, we give it to you straight and raw. This is for everyone. No filters. Um, and we try to keep it clean as possible. But Vic typically goes and flies off the handle. It gets filthy. It does. <laughs> it, it gets filthy. <laughs> all right. and, and this week, we're back with another episode. Obviously, like I said, we missed last week. But this week is going to be a special episode. You know, we try to, um, we try to keep our our content broad, you know, we try to touch on a little bit everything or at least everything that we we think our listeners would benefit from. But this week is a very special subject or I should say a very special topic, especially to our uh, our near and dear co-host T. Um, and I'm going to let her lead the discussion because this is something she's passionate about. And this is something I would like to learn more about. And um, Same. you know, and later on, we're going to bring in our resident professional, the one and only uh yes uh aka yes me um we're gonna bring her in and she's gonna definitely um school us on the the what to look for and how we can help better our, our mental health but before we even go there how you guys been doing i know t tell everybody where you at i'm in cali la living Ooh. y'all <laughs> feeling yourself i am feeling I yourself am. i bet this you got some heels on right other- now you got some high heels on right now, don't you? Not even. I'm like in true Cali flat fashion. I got my slides on, some ripped up jeans, lounging. Fitting right in. Like yeah. it. Yeah. about to start seawalking, is you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. If I stay out here long enough, we'll see. We'll see. Because <laughs> like about four or five episodes ago, you was all about Tim's. Now you wearing Chucks, right? <laughs> now you Chucks for life. I am. I know how to. <laughs> I adapt very well. <laughs> how, how was y'all Fourth of July? Uh, well, it was quiet. You know, we wasn't really celebrating the Fourth. I'm still uh, Black Lives Matter all day, every day. So I did my Juneteenth celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually were. I I was in Cali for the Fourth, so it was light. You know, we chilled. I mean, everybody loves a good barbecue, and but it it wasn't in remembrance of the Fourth. You know, we just got together. Yeah, so. black people cook out regardless. We'll make a difference. Right, it is. right. We cook out. Vic, so how was July. your how was your holiday? It was good. It was quiet. Um, same thing, a little barbecue. But um, you know, I got a couple of kids, so we got to see some fireworks. You know, um, I mean, that's really it. Uh, you know, still quarantining. Like, still want to be left alone. Not trying to catch the Rona, so kept it quiet. For those listening, if you hear like crickets and exotic animals in the back, that'd be Vic. Because <laughs> he's me. being bougie. He's being bougie as usual outside on his a boat. Bunny, a bunny he's, just walked by. His boat. Just hopped right by. <laughs> Vic, you got lions and tigers in your backyard. You know, <laughs> it's serenity life. out here. It's just nice. It's nice, man. Different. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope you guys come back to the world sometime soon so we can actually get together. I would love to nope. see you in person. I ain't coming back. Nope. But um, that's what I was going to say, because, you know, Cali's supposed to be hot spot and the the COVID mm. spike and on the rise and here. You're right in the middle of that. Yeah. You, yeah <laughs> you, but you went out there right when they spiking. What kind of silliness it. is that? <laughs> well, because actually it feels like it's just like how it is in New York. Like they're still very much open. The people are out. Um, people wearing like masks how- out there? They're wearing masks, yes, they're wearing masks, yeah. but it's just like how New York was when I left. Like, there's outdoor dining, mm-hmm. um, the stores are open, malls are open, you know, stuff like Cali's that. Cali's got, like, a lot of Asians. They're, they wear masks no matter what, so that's good. <laughs> got that compared yeah. to you. That might be I racist, man. That might be a little racist, but, it's you know, a, it's, whatever. It's, it's, I literally whatever. stated a fact. They have a lot of Asians. It's just a fact. That might be racist. <laughs> just, just a little bit, but it's okay. But right? I have seen everyone wearing masks. Um, but Thank it's really not like as, as locked down, as locked down as I thought it was going to be, or like as crazy. Like it's very much still on. Um, so I feel like they probably were doing a little bit more than New York was, and then they scaled back because it's really no difference. Um, 
but you know it's good <laughs> well without further ado because i'm kind of jealous so i don't want to talk to you guys anymore so without further ado <laughs> let's bring in our resident specialist the one who sets us straight yes how you doing <laughs> i'm good how are you I'm I'm cool, yes. I mean, I'm not like them, but I'm all right. But you are welcome, welcome. I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, how's everything <laughs> going with you, Yasmin? Everything is everything. Just all finished right. work. So you guys had the perfect time. I just finished work. All right, there so we good. go. So uh, today's discussion, we're gonna we're gonna try to um, dig into mental health. Um, it's a very uh, popular discussion today, and. As we move along through the conversation, I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna learn something, but this is definitely a topic that I was unaware of prior to possibly 2018. You know, this is something that- Really? Um, yeah. Uh, well, let me, let me not say unaware, but I did not have an experience with, mm -hmm. let me say that, mm -hmm. um, prior to You did not know that you had an experience Right, which you probably did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. I think, and I think that's something we'll discuss, sure you know, that the you signs did. and everything, absolutely. Um, but I did not know I had an experience with uh, mental health uh, prior to 2018. So um, this is something I would like to learn more about, even if it's just to see where I'm at with my mental stability. But it's definitely something that I know is near and dear to T. So T, tell us uh, or tell our listeners why this is so uh, sentimental to you. Um, It's a very important subject and until I had experiences with it I didn't know how common it was or and is um and uh a few of my loved ones very near and dear to me um you know have had their battles and their trials and so it just of course when it hits close to home you study and you learn and you get as much information as possible and it's you know it's extremely common but for some reason and for a long time it's been really taboo like if your mental health was a little off or if you're considered having mental illness it's you know people automatically think oh i'm crazy and they're ashamed of it and so i think that it's great now that it's more of a conversation and a lot of people are talking about it and that it doesn't have to be such a stigma of a negative thing and that people know that there are ways to deal with it before it gets too far um i think it's really good that the 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 more we discuss it uh and educate people because like you said you didn't even know or you probably had encounters you probably talk to people that you deal with every day and don't know what they're struggling with or you know what goes on so mm -hmm. it's extremely important they said like one in five um people have dealt with or will deal with some form of mental health health issues at some point in their life yeah um, according to so, um according to mental health america which is a website that i came across in doing some research um they said that 13.4 percent of the u.s identifies as black and, and those those people who identify as black 16 percent of those reported having a mental illness in the past year so that's a little bit over seven million people that uh claim to have had mental illness in the last year um, mm -hmm. And that's just the black community. Um, mm -hmm. Does that sound about right, Yasmin? Um, so the thing about having a mental illness is that you have to be diagnosed with a mental illness. So if you don't have treatment, then that means you're not diagnosed. So I'm sure the number is substantially higher. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Mm -hmm. And then we're just true. talking about, so I'm, I mean, I'm just limited to the black community. The numbers being higher is that in total, is that everyone, every culture, every race, or is that just the yes. black community saying? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Obviously, so yes. Overall. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And then in terms of um, the types of mental illness, can you run through a few? Um, There's a whole manual. It's broad, right? Oh, yeah. I don't have I don't have a physical copy with me, but there's a whole manual. So the most popular probably would be um, anxiety, depression. ADHD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and bipolar disorder. Those are probably the ones okay. that most people have heard of before. Okay. No, I'll tell you what, it's interesting because like I, I personally didn't know anxiety is a type of mental health issue. Yes. It's a no mental idea. health, it's a mental health diagnosis. So yeah. like language can be 
terminology can be interchangeable. So it can be considered a mental illness, but it's really a mental health diagnosis. Anxiety is a mental health wow. diagnosis. Yes. Already learned something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, um, I mean, does everyone have some sort of anxiety? Is mental health so prevalent that everyone has something? I well, could diagnose I think, everybody in the world, quite yeah. honestly. I could. So, Because I was going to say, I feel like mental health is what we do um, in preparation or not even preparation, but like um, before it gets to a mental illness, it's good to take care of your mental health. So I feel like everybody uh, should pay attention to their mental health right. or somehow or some at some point well, need a mental health you know that's break a really good point care. What, what does what does it mean to be mentally healthy right you that's know, a, a really good difference. starting point there's no there's no generic definition of what it means to be mentally healthy everyone has their own baseline and their their health will be indicative of what their baseline is so your normal level of functioning taken into consideration that there hasn't been any trauma or anything because that totally okay. uh, reshapes your baseline. But basically it's a person's ability to, to function normally is what um, it would mean for someone to be mentally healthy. But the thing about it is there are diagnoses that are hereditary. So there's, mm. you know, in some cases, so for example, a child that suffers from attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, they were probably born with some form of ADHD. I mean, diet and, you know, some, some research says that vaccines and all of those things can be taken into consideration, but it's really not like they would have too much mental health or, you know, ability to to have that much of a mental health before a diagnosis. I mean, some children are diagnosed with ADHD at six or seven. Right, you know? right. So, so in your I was professional surprised opinion, to hear that so many children suffer or, you know, are diagnosed with mental health issues. Yes. And in your professional opinion, do you believe that doctors diagnose that too easily? Yes and no. Um, there is criteria and quite frankly, a lot of children will meet the criteria, especially children of color, just because intrinsically we're a lot, they're more active, they're more, um, a little bit more outgoing and have, a, have, have different needs. Um, but quite honestly, like I said, a few minutes ago, if you give if you give me enough information, I can pretty much diagnose anybody. So I would say yes. That is definitely um, overdiagnosed, but more so than it's overdiagnosed, I think it's over medication is overly prescribed for it. Ah, uh, that okay. So maybe that's what I was aiming for. Yeah. I tend to believe, you know, and again, the the way we came up, society is definitely different. Medicine has uh, advanced, technology has advanced. Um, so obviously there are uh, they have more tools and more knowledge on things that probably we were dealing with that wasn't diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kind of believe it's my assumption that I feel like doctors, if a kid comes into a doctor and has a, um, a problem paying attention in class, it's like automatic. He has ADHD. There's like no Mm -hmm. other uh, solution, you know, and I've heard stories like this. And again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but I feel like it's automatic. As soon as he comes, it's not that the teacher was boring or that the classroom setting doesn't work for him. It's just automatic. Oh, he has a mental health. He's medic and he needs medication. And he needs medication more so. The thing about ADHD is that ADHD is a diagnosis that's really substantiated by the teacher. Like it's diagnosed by a doctor, but it's really all of the information is given from a teacher. So, okay. you know, the whole edu- the education right, the that's a whole of other effective topic. Right. teachers really does contribute because if a teacher yes. doesn't have classroom management, then she can't manage a normal, active child. And so it would right. appear that they had ADHD because she can't manage their behavior when a lot of times, I mean, school is not structured for students anyway, because I can't sit still for five minutes, let alone eight hours. So you imagine a six-year-old trying to sit still for eight hours. So because of that, you know, it's easy to kind of like piggyback, well, the teacher can't handle them and they can't pay attention. So 
So I'll take them to the doctor who gives them an ADHD diagnosis and then they have medication and now they're sitting there and they can be managed, which is ultimately what they like because they like to be able to manage their class. So to it's control, kind of like right. this, yes, this, this very cyclical thing that really could be handled in a different way. But I mean, in, in the teacher's defense, if, a, if there are 30 kids in the class, she needs your child to be able to sit there and pay attention. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things to where it's just like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Now, now, Yaz, you've known me for whew, know, got f- it. 15 years, <laughs> 15, 16, maybe longer years. Definitely. What are you going to diagnose me with? We you don't have, have time to diagnose you. We diagnose With bullshit disorder. That's what you <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a new one. I heard that one yet. write that down. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> well, what, um, I feel that... No, I was going to say, so the differences between having or calling it full-blown mental illness and just mental health or taking care of your mental health, um, what's the point when it gets to mental illness? Is it that it can't be managed or it has to be managed with some type of medication or it's like when it's at the worst type situation? That is... that. It depends on what type of condition it is. So mm-hmm. if somebody's suffering from anxiety, and a lot of people really do, like because anxiousness is anxiety. So it's like we all have bouts of being anxious. So like mm-hmm. for something like anxiety, you can be able to gauge and say, I'm having a really difficult time. So I mm-hmm. would like to seek some treatment for that. But there are things like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or or personality disorders More that of an really yes that are debilitating illnesses. See like right. there's really no gauge to say what's worse what's worse than wh- what illness is worse than another, but some of them really impact your brain's ability to to allow you to function how we would consider would be normal level of functioning like people with depression a lot of times um if they don't have a major depressive disorder or they don't suffer from bipolar disorder they can kind of live relatively normally so if somebody like is struggling with anxiety they might say oh i want to see a therapist just because i need help processing and talking about things do they have a mental illness technically yes but it's really because they just wanted to kind of get back to their normal level of functioning, their normal baseline, opposed to somebody who has bipolar disorder or schizophrenia who are very, very, you know, like they're, they have no gauge of kind of a normal level of functioning because the mental illness is so debilitating that their right. life is, you know, like their chemicals, you know, the way their brain functions, the way they think, they have hallucinations, um, audio auditory visual so you know like it's a whole scale so it's hard to be specific it kind of depends on what you're dealing with individual i mean you know individually to be able to decide like um if you would does the same does the same thing apply to sorry does the same thing apply to the uh type of triggers that that you Mm. typically see with this stuff or are, are there triggers that are common amongst multiple different types of health disorders, mental health disorders? Yeah, so every, every trigger will, again, be specific to the individual and the condition, but yes. So um, if a person has auditory or visual hallucinations, then you know that's kind of indicative of a schizoaffective or a schizophrenia. If somebody has very high and very lows, that's indicative of a bipolar disorder. If somebody has consistent worrying, they can't stop their brain, um, they're fearful, that would be indicative of anxiety. If somebody's really sad, they're hopeless, can't get out of bed, can't function, that's depression. So yes, there are certain, certain, well, it's really symptoms, symptoms, aka triggers that qualify for specific mental mental health illnesses you know like you can call them which they are triggers but they're really more like symptoms so if right. so if society deems this to be so serious today and i believe it is a very serious epidemic why was it not deemed so serious or maybe not deemed so serious years before 
Um, I think one is access. Like we have a, we're watching life. So it's not like you can hide things as easily as you could before. And I think mm -hmm. we're coming to a point in our experiences where secrets aren't secrets. Like before everything was yes. a secret. Nobody talked about anything. Like right. people would have uncles, cousins living in basements and attics and you would never speak about it. That was just a family right. secret. So I think as we are being more honest about really what we're dealing with, and I think generationally, you come to a point where you no longer can take it anymore. Like your mama was crazy, your grandma was crazy. Like, damn, you're gonna be crazy too. Like, you know, I see right. this. Needs I to be discussed. This is a problem, and I, for myself, want to get help. So I think we've come to a point where it's come to a head, and now we're talking about our struggles where our grandparents didn't, you know, there were, there was alcoholism, there was bipolar disorder, there was especially depression. They just lived through it. They didn't talk about it. And I think these generations are like, yeah, I'm not sitting silent about this. I'm going to talk yeah. about what's going on. And I love that because it's like, it makes it not so stigmatized, not so bad. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're not the only family um, yeah. going through this, or I'm not the only person that I know. And that is very common and other people deal with it. Um, and I think that that makes it a lot easier to talk about. Uh, and I also think that it's like, you don't really know what it is until you experience it or see mm -hmm. someone go through it. So it's easy to just dismiss as like, oh, yeah, they're, you know, they're mentally ill or they're crazy or whatever. It's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, there goes another person with some issues, another crazy person. But until you have to deal with it hands on, then and then you start educating yourself on how common it is, um, that makes a difference. So uh, but but I that's true, too, uh, like in, in regard to our um, personally, like we let things slide so easily and we're not really aware what again what our baselines are so yeah. a lot of people are struggling with mental health issues and they don't realize they just push it to the side because yes. they're not aware of their own baseline and they're you know like that some things aren't normal it's not normal to be sad all day, all the time right day. right that's not normal to be angry and combative all the time like these things are not normal but socially you know people just kind of oh that's just her personality and it's like right. no something's no, it's not, not normal. right there yeah yeah right and so that's how, why go ahead AJ. so so if if you knew somebody hypothetically speaking that always wore white tees <laughs> like that's that they, they just had to have a white tee on would that be some kind of disorder they, that might be an obsessive compulsive disorder i'm wondering so i was gonna say like that, that person knows knows what the hell they're doing that, that's compulsive <laughs> <laughs> so we so we so we get everybody can be diagnosed right so we kind of get I told you, everybody yeah, can I, be diagnosed yeah <laughs> but you touched on something t about the crazy and i think that's what we used to do when we saw somebody uh perhaps having an episode or that we deemed to or we decided that they weren't normal we say this person's crazy uh you know what i mean without saying what well, they probably have an issue or they have a mental illness you know and, and then we kind of just push them aside or ignore them or whatever the case may be I, I think it's great now that we are discussing it, like you said, to the point that now we're, I think we're more receptive to uh, working with someone or dealing with someone that is, I don't want to say abnormal, but may have an issue that we, we think is abnormal. Yeah. And I, I think I really would like to find a way to how to maybe catch it before it gets to the out of hand stage, or I don't know if there is like maybe, yeah, as you can, weigh in on this too like once someone has well actually I do because I've seen I've seen both sides like I've seen someone um with mental illness and um it just was a downward spiral and there really wasn't any coming back from it and then I've seen someone with extreme mental illness and after years and years, I mean, went through like a real bad spell for about 10 years. And then now it's 
managed and he's on top of it and um you know just going through therapy taking the medication and handling it so it i mean even though it may seem like it's reversed i know more to know that at any time it could go another way but it just seems like it's such a broad um spectrum of what could happen that is hard to manage um so i don't know uh it's so that it's like perspective because if you realize that you can't see and you get glasses, you have to wear glasses now for the rest of your life to see. You don't think, oh, it's so hard to manage. You just realize you need your glasses. Right, so it's the right. same thing with, with a mental health condition. When you realize that you're deteriorating and you're not operating like you normally would have, you, you learn how to manage and then you just realize from here on out these are the things that I have to do to function the way that I like to function. Like the, I have to wear my glasses to see how I need yeah. to see. It's kind of the same thing, but we just think that it's just this daunting thing when it's really adapting like we do with everything else. So it is something that can be managed and that you can live with and still have a regular life. You just have to now, be on top of your mental health or... That's where it gets tricky mm-hmm. for some, because people with schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder or personality disorders, it creates a different existence. Mm-hmm. And that's why those types of conditions are very difficult to manage. Because if you think about your normal level of functioning is chaos, you're, and you see things, you hear voices, if that's what's normal for you and you take this medication and it, it just totally changes all of that, it becomes kind of debilitating to be managed, mm. especially for people that are like artists and creatives and this is mm. how they flow in this chaos, in this kind of, for us, what we consider chaos for them is normal. So for conditions like that, that's why, you know, it's very difficult because they don't like feeling numb. They don't like not feeling. They don't like the way the medication turns them into another person. So to say that it can be on top of and managed is kind of, yeah, but if it changes your existence for a lot of people, that's a deal breaker. So mm-hmm. are there any surefire solutions? Is medication just the A1 number one, like you, you have to be medicated? Or are there any other solutions to uh, helping someone live with absolutely positively it medication is never the definitive answer um for some conditions it helps tremendously but also diet and exercise and lifestyle changes and therapy so medication is never the definitive answer but for some cases it is the most helpful and the easiest to manage you know for someone with something like a bipolar disorder or schizophrenia it helps tremendously um to be able to better manage for somebody with depression it definitely can help but it doesn't have to be necessary yeah you mentioned uh diet and exercise so uh we could assume that your physical health can impact your mental health definitely definitely yes Exercising yes. helps depression. AJ, you're going to have some issues, buddy. Yeah, I got issues already. <laughs> Bullshit. Okay. I but agree because exercise definitely um, puts you in another mind frame. Like, you you know, you after you work out, you feel good. You feel glad. Like, that definitely, it definitely has to have a connection. Does sex count as exercise? Definitely. Listen, <laughs> if you ain't busting nuts, then you miss it. I promise you. I promise you. Yes, that's part of the mental health. Yes, yes, yes. I'm straight losing. That are released when you orgasm and when you are physically active. Listen, (laughs) you need to be busting a nut. I'm sorry. (laughs) Or you you have to doing some hell of a workout. (laughs) <laughs> Vic is more of a workout guy just to let you know <laughs> I don't know because Vic likes cheeks so <laughs> you like cheeks <laughs> so, 
So I don't know. I think Vic is a okay. <laughs> so, um, um, so we have our triggers. We talked about and we discussed some some solutions. But in terms of signs of us recognizing it, right? And I say us as someone like myself who hasn't had much experience with it. How can I recognize it either in myself or the people around me? So you have to be aware. You have to pay attention. So you have to know what's normal for you and what's normal for somebody else. So if you know what's normal and people start behaving abnormally, then you're like, something's not right. Mm -hmm. Now, will you de definitively know what's going on? No, but you'll know that there's a problem enough to say, hey, I I, something's different about you. Are you okay? You want to talk about it? Um, mm -hmm. And that's really the thing. Like, again, mental illness is so it's a huge spectrum that you never can say, oh, well, I think this person has depression. Right. If, That's if the you hard have part. No, yeah. Yes. If you don't know what depression is or PTSD or, or things like that, but you will know when somebody's out of character and when they're behaving differently. And that's really what you pay attention for. If your loved ones are acting different or if you can't get your shit together after a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months, something's going on same thing for those that you care about if they can't get right and it's something's going on you know you pull their coattail hey you know what's going on i noticed that you've been having yeah. some difficulties you know well how, how long could it be i'm sorry t what's the what's the time frame for acting different i would is, say is it a couple weeks no because life happens and we're affected by life and so i think it's more of a progression a gradual well, you'll see possibly, notice things. yes but keep in mind too life so if you know you have someone whose dad just died of course mm -hmm. they're going to change and that's going to take a little while so mm -hmm. it's kind of like just paying attention and you know like t said the progression too like if it's going you're going a little bit too you haven't got out of bed in a, in a week you haven't showered in a week mm -hmm. okay so it's just kind of like just being aware and there is a timeline, but not really because people can spiral quickly or they could spiral. It, it could take a very long period of time. And for a lot of people before they seek help, they got to get hit rock bottom and rock bottom is really rock bottom. So it doesn't always right. equate to watching them after a year. It's just like, I saw, you know, I noticed that nine months ago. So you, you, right. know, you can say something. Yeah. And that's the, that's one of my issues with dealing with mental illness that it's like, you have to wait until it's at its worst to really get the person, if they're not aware and in tune and in agreement with, okay, I feel like I need help, like something's wrong, then it's the total opposite that you got to wait until it's rock bottom mm -hmm. out of hand for them to get um, help. And I don't know. I feel like that's one of the changes that need to be made or mm -hmm. at least make it a little easier for families and loved ones who want to get someone help. But at the same time, it's like, how do you control an adult? You know, that's you can't exactly make yep. them do something they don't want to do. Um, and I think that's when it becomes really sad. That's like a lot of the homeless may have mental issues and it's not, you know, they, they think everything's fine. And mm -hmm. so trying to discuss that with someone who's mental ill, it, it's, it takes a toll on the family and the loved ones a lot. Yes. Um, so it's like, you need your own therapist <laughs> mm -hmm. and you do. mental health session to deal with it. Yeah. And that's interesting. Cause like what, I mean, historically, why is it so difficult for somebody to realize that, you know, they may have, a mental health issue is it because it it could potentially just be their baseline that's just what they're accustomed to that's their normal i think um, nobody wants to be called or considered crazy you know well even that like we're not taught to we're, we're not taught to discuss emotions and feelings like right. i was just talking to somebody the other day and it was like yeah my mom your feelings don't matter so, and I know a lot of us have heard that, I don't care what you, your feelings, what you feel like. And so when you're not conditioned to understand what feelings mean, it's yours, then you have no idea what, what's going on when something's off, when something's wrong. So mm -hmm. 
you're like, I don't know. Like, I was just upset. Or it becomes normal. This is just who Victor is. He's just mad all the time. And it's just like, mm, nobody should be mad all the time. Right. Like, Why are you mad all the time? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, really, we have to be aware of ourselves and our our children and our family and teach them how to communicate. If you don't feel good, say, I don't feel good. What's wrong? Does your head hurt? Does your stomach hurt? Do you have, are you tingly? Um, do you feel nervous? Like using feeling words so they can develop the vocabulary so they can understand how to talk about it later. You know, if a, yeah. t- a teenager might not be able to say, or some adults, you know, well, what's wrong? I don't know. I just don't feel right. Well, what does it feel like? I don't know. Well, can you try to explain it? You know, so it's just really like we have to develop the language to be able to speak about it so we can understand when something isn't right. A lot of us have things that aren't right, but we don't talk about it because it's just like, what for? Mm-hmm. Oh, so and you I, can feel better. That's really what it's for. Right. right. I was just about to say, I feel, I feel personally, the more I discuss something or talk about it, you feel cleansed, you get it out and you're mm-hmm. good. And to hold all that in until you can't take it anymore um, is a problem. And that's people just like need if you to have to bo- be able to let go. Yes, that, that's just like if you have to boo-boo. You're going to keep telling mm-hmm. yourself that you don't? <laughs> you just going to hold it in? <laughs> I like, love no. analogies. <laughs> you're going to have to yeah. go use the bathroom. Eventually, you only can hold it in for so long. And, you know, it's like, right. so it's really the same thing. If you know something's wrong, if you know you got to go, why are you trying to tell yourself that you don't? That's right. just silly. AJ. Right. <laughs> I, I, do to, I, I do it to challenge myself mental toughness <laughs> so right uh, but that's perfect analogy the more you so, hold it in this, the worse it gets so during this time that we're living in now with all this quarantine and COVID-19 and everything how are how, Ooh, how can people right. who have current or I should say existing mental illnesses how can they function because this time that we're living in is all bad. You can't even go to that, or at some point in time, you couldn't it's even difficult. go to the hospital. You couldn't go see a therapist. You can do some of these things. So how the you hell are you socialize? Yeah. You definitely can see a therapist because I'm on Zoom all day. But <laughs> I will say that this is difficult, and I will say that we are figuring out as we go along. We've never lived in a pandemic before, and I'm very realistic that I don't know. I don't feel like I have all the answers. And I know that it's very difficult for people. Hell, it's difficult for me being in the house every single day. And so it's just really like, sometimes you have to be comfortable with not being comfortable. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's, and this is not meant to be easy. We're in a pandemic. People are dying. So to expect that we're going to be functioning at our optimal level is kind of like doing yourself a disservice. So it's really like you have to really be aware of how you're feeling and try your best to be able to help. So like, eating live foods, going outside, getting vitamin D, trying to exercise, having sex, if you can, being, you know, trying to still cultivate intimate relationships. So it's still like finding the things that bring you joy and bring you some normalcy and being intentional about doing it to the best Mm -hmm. that you can, you know, and being Mm -hmm. okay when some days you won't be okay. That's okay Mm -hmm. too. Mm, Very interesting. So, um, talking about people who or recognizing people uh, who have mental illness. Uh, recently in the news, Kanye West had came out and said that he was running for president. And I know there was some um, backdrop to his story uh, that recently came out after that announcement that he was dealing with a bipolar episode. Did you guys hear about that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like Kanye, Kanye battles with it a lot. And I always, I, I, cause I love Kanye and I'm a Kanye fan, but you can always tell when something's going on. And I feel bad for him when people just dismiss it as, you know, oh, that's yay being crazy or, you know, just dismiss it and don't look deeper as to what's going on. Because the other day when he's like, oh, um, you know, saying he wanted that he was going to run again. Of course, everybody's like, oh, there go yay again. But now today when I read, all right, now the family's saying he may be going through one of his episodes. It makes sense, you know? So, and I feel like Kanye is a good example of someone that it's hard to manage. Like, you're not going to make him do something he doesn't want to do. So as far as he might think he's good on his meds and stop taking it, and then 
uh, a few months later, you know, he'll be in the That is a vicious something. cycle. That's a vicious, yeah. vicious cycle for a lot of people. They start, they, they, they spiral, they get on medication, they're, they're good, and then they stop. And it's like, you don't understand that what you were doing is why you're good. So why would you stop? And then you just plummet all over again. And so, like T said, it's very hard to manage another adult, but it's also, you only can give them so much attention and you only can engage so much. Sir, mm -hmm. you off your rocker. I'm not talking to you until you go <laughs> get your meds mm -hmm. recalibrated because we're not entertaining this. And so many people have mental illness, but because of their status or their socioeconomic status, people let things slide. And that's really what happens with Kanye. Like people give him passes because he's a genius. But for so many geniuses, the like I said, you know, with the mental health, this is how they operate and this is normal so medication it it's it not who not they normal. are it did right. yeah right. and so they don't want to take it you know and but it can stifle their creativity exactly. and all that stuff and, so and do you know is, how come no one ever notices it when it's kanye like no one ever says anything it's just like you know it gets to the point where people are in like you said yes they're entertaining it and talking to him and interviewing him and I'm like, you guys don't see he's off his meds? We've normalized yep. his erratic behavior. You know, we've normalized that Kanye just says what he wants. We've normalized that Kanye's Kanye's uh, own love of his life. When it's like, that's a little narcissistic. Right, like, that's not Let's normal. not entertain right. the fact that Kanye thinks Kanye is the best thing. Exactly, just it's like Kanye. I was telling Nick. <laughs> that's not normal. But we right. kind of cre created this it's normal for Kanye and it's like, but it's not something's going on with him. So it's like, you really have to, sir, that's not cool. That's not. Right. And so that's why it slides because people, oh, that's just Kanye. And it's just like, yeah, but Kanye's spiraling. You don't so let me, mm -hmm. so, that's not normal. So let mm -hmm. me ask you this. Do we agree that there is a fine line between crazy and genius? Do we agree do. on that? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes. Now, if you have someone, let's say, like a Kanye, who I consider to be a genius, obviously, I don't know his mental health issues, if he has any or not, but I consider him to be a genius. Do we want to medicate someone like that who is so creative, who is so, like, if, if his genius is based on him being so creative and uh, futuristic, would medicating him take away from that? And that's the thing. No one can right. answer that because if what if that was your dad? You know how many men or women are geniuses, but right. they're, and so no one can say because again, it's such a fine line and it's just like do, medicating takes away from who you are. You know, imagine if this was your dad or your uncle, your favorite uncle, who's great, but then he gets on his medication and he sit in his chair and he don't say nothing. You know, right. it's just like, would you want that to be their experience? And it's just like, I don't think we get to decide. I think that person gets to decide how they choose to live their life. Yeah. But mm. everybody else ultimately also has to make a decision on how they choose to live their lives in correlation with the decision that he makes. Yeah, so his wife, really his point. children, everybody. Yeah, I think right. it, it, for me... I, I probably have been in contact with people with mental health issues, but I think where I would draw the line is where there's like actual suffering. Like right. you're a genius and, and you, you create music or you, you're doing something amazing, but I don't want to see you suffering either. So I think I, I would have to like, that, that's my line. Like enough is enough. And, and yeah. You know, yeah, go ahead, T. No, I was going to say, yeah. And that's where, that's where, when you when you see that like personally when it gets to that point it's like you have no choice but to intervene because it's when it's someone that's close to you you're gonna let them know like look you're out here making bad decisions you're ruining your life like something needs to be done um but at the like but, we said at the beginning of this discussion it's like you can't until it gets to that point that's almost rock bottom so it's like you but, gotta I mean, watch them spiral out of control. 
but think about i mean yes but what if the again like what if the help and the medication is crippling and then now you can consider that suffering yeah. because mm-hmm. now i have no creativity now i'm right. just here literally right staring mm-hmm. off into space all day which for some people that's that's what medication does and so which one is suffering the Ooh, chaos right. or yeah. the comatose you that's know? a very good point. Yep. And who the hell am I to say? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Who am I to say? Yeah, that, yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, and, and that's what basically I was alluding to because I think, um, again, I don't know Kanye's ailments, but he is such a creative mind that if medication, and maybe he does need medication to some degree, but like, do we lose Kanye? If, if we go that route. And, and many other people, not just him, but do we lose him <clears> if we go that route, right? And, or do, well, we, pers- or do yeah. we just listen to him say he's going to run for president? Like, right. it ain't bothering <laughs> And entertain it, right, and entertain it until it doesn't happen, right. Right, right. you know? But um, I think, um, I think that it's hard. I think in Kanye's case, because I, I feel like he didn't just come up with bipolar, you know, right. a few years ago. I feel like a lot of it had to do with um, who's around him and who's helping him manage. So, of course, he lost his mm-hmm. mom. She was probably the only person he listened to. She was probably the only one that was helping him manage all along. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, if you listen to some of his early music, he kind of like says things and references things to let you know that he was battling with something. But mm-hmm. with his I would venture to help, say... Um, I'm sorry, did I cut you off, T? Mm-mm, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I would venture to say creatives struggle in this area because the high that you get from being a performer or creative is so high and mm. the come down. So I imagine mm. for a lot of artists and a lot of creatives that kind of mania that they have to have to create to perform and then you get up there it's like a high like you hit that rock and it's up there and then you come down into the next high you know so I think a lot more people might suffer than we know just because the highs and lows are so grand which is very similar to bipolar disorder so you know I think for a lot of performers it's just kind of you, you get up there and then you come down and for some people they don't know what to do when they come down they're searching for that you know that next high so so, that so, is that why, so is that why you see a lot of these uh famous performers or acts they go from that to drugs maybe i think because they want it, so. they want that high yeah because where else can you get like they need it they crave it you know and they can't have it every day. So it's just like, I do think to, to kind of even them off, they, that's why they turn to drugs. That's just my hypothesis. I don't know, but makes sense. It makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And it's like, we already know a lot of people masking issues take mm-hmm. to drugs or alcohol mm-hmm. to kind of cover it up or, you know, mm-hmm. that it's going to make cope. it better. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah, a coping skill for a lot of people. Just accelerates it to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, so let's get a little more personal then. So, Vic, when you have <laughs> why <laughs> you keep attacking me? Here we go. Because I don't like go. Vic today. I don't like him. I don't like his face. Stop, I don't I like his shirt. I don't like anything the, about him. After the white T-shirt comment, you were dead to me, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vic, why are we going in on Vic? And, and listen, this is just this is a general question. It could be an answer or no answer. But, you know, based on what T said or based on what Yaz and T said about, you know, what do you do when you get into a, a lull or you feel something? What do you do with yourself when you feel like you're, um, you're in a mood? What do you typically do? You know, so I, I don't do anything, quite honestly, not now. Um, but what, I, what I've realized is what I haven't done that's gotten me into that lull. So, like, okay. I'm, I'm normally an active person, and, and I like to work out and, 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 you know, hit the gym and do all that stuff. And if you ask my wife, that's probably when she's, like, 
at peace also because um, when I'm not working out or running or doing something, some type of physical activity, I'm probably more prone to that lull that, that you're talking okay. about than, uh, than otherwise I would be. So, and I think, I think also, you know, with this whole quarantine thing and, you know, kids and my lifestyle now and all that, that that's happening more and more because I just don't have the time or energy to really like devote to myself for like an hour a day at this point. So I struggle mm-hmm. a little bit. It's important. Yeah. It's yeah. important. Yeah. You need to force yeah. that. So for me, that's the physical, like the physical activity for me is uh, a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think we're the same on that. I think when I get into a bad mood or I'm feeling funky, I think I tend to almost like I become more productive. I start fixing shit, start cleaning the house. It's like, I become like, like I start doing stuff, I start making stuff happen. I don't know what it is. Other times I'm a procrastinator, so I, for me that's kind of, you know, around the same lines. What about you, T? Um, I think I, I talk it out. Like I talk it out, and I kind of same like activity. Like a lot during quarantine, I was like working out in the basement and just trying to stay active, um, keeping my mind busy doing different things. Um, but mainly, yeah, I talk it out. Like if, if, if this something, like I got to get it off my chest, I'll vent, which is okay. good. Cause I feel like I have a good support system mm. and that matters that you need someone that you can turn, turn to, or just be like, yo, I need you to listen to me for like five, 10 minutes and okay. get that off my chest and talk it out. And that, that helps a lot. That's very interesting. Hey, Vic, she ever talked to you? No. <laughs> Not, not she so don't. Much. She don't talk to me, man. Yeah, so I, no I mean, maybe, maybe we're not. Well, clearly, in the we're not in the support. System. <laughs> clearly, not in the support thought system. We were. Yeah, you know. Because AJ, you <sighs> just <laughs> laugh. All you just make fun of me. I can't trust you. <laughs> Very true. And, and what about you, Doctor no. Yaz? Is there any things that you do that we can either learn from or? Listen, I do so many things because I'm always in my head. I'm an overthinker, so I journal. Got a journal right here. I got a journal mm-hmm. in my purse. I got a journal next to my bed. I got journals everywhere. Um, I go outside and sit in the sun. That helps. I, I ain't gonna lie and say I work yes. out because I do not like working out. Even though <laughs> working out does help, but I no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I eat like like I said, live food helps me. Like if I eat fruit, drink water, mm-hmm, um, that's true. Sit in the sun. It makes me feel better. But a lot of times I just have to process, like, what are you feeling? Like, what is going on with you? Why are you feeling like this? Like, get mm-hmm. like understand what I'm going through. Sometimes I get tired of being all shrink-like and I just turn on some, <laughs> some, some ghetto rap music and just be like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that, that helps. helps. Sometimes you just got to get out your own head. Like, sometimes I get on my nerves processing shit. Like, I'd be like, I don't feel like doing this today. I just, like, mm. need to just be a regular person. And like I said, yeah, so you I know just too turn much. off the music. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do yep. do shrinks, and I don't, I don't want to label you as a shrink. I don't even know if that's a bad I term. I am a but, shrink. Okay. Do shrinks go see shrinks? Yes. Yes. Mm, interesting. Because, yeah, everybody needs someone to talk to. Everybody you know, I, I don't to, know. So you I got to it out. I thought he was more like that, um, you know, Saturday Night Live, like that guy. He just looks in the Evaluate mirror. He just tells himself, <laughs> "You are beautiful. You are but smart." That is true. <laughs> like, I, so I had to realize where, how far I could take myself. I only could take myself so far, and I needed somebody else to tap in and take me the rest of the way. I only could get so far, so I needed help for mm-hmm. somebody to be to pull everything else out. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so besides- yes, are you a a, a psychiatrist or uh what is the other one psychiatrist or it's so many so what is the other one so a psychiatrist is a mental health doctor they prescribe medication a psychologist is a mental health professional but their specialty is testing and i am a psychotherapist i'm a counselor so i do individual couples well not group anymore but I, i i do talk therapy Mm, okay and the difference therapy Hmm. can prescribe medication anyone doesn't or the only person that can prescribe medication is a psychiatrist now a primary care physician can but they typically don't because that's out of their scope so if you're having um psychological or psychotropic medication it comes from a psychiatrist 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always get that confused. So besides the many things, or I should say with the many things I learned today, I think I'm ready to take the test. Where can I go get my license from? <laughs> My you know, I feel like we don't want we don't <laughs> want you that edu. <laughs> well, damn it! I, I feel like I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed therapist Here, myself. Here's the thing: the thing is that we everybody has the capacity to be their own therapist. They really do, um, if you're just aware enough. But keep in mind, everybody ain't for everybody. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that are therapists and they are not very good. So yeah, yes. Right. Rel- it has to be like relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Relationship matters. And if you walk into a place with somebody and you don't feel like you heard or seen, walk right the hell back out. But keep in mind, sometimes it's your nerves and you have walls and they're trying to break it down. So sometimes it might take a while to get comfortable, but you know that's you and that's your issues. But if you walk in and you're talking to somebody and they and you feel like they they don't hear you and the vibe's not right, get you another therapist. Like mm-hmm. that's very important because you're not going to grow and you're not going to. There has to be a level of comfort for somebody to challenge you and push you enough to grow. And if it's not, then you're just going to be wasting your time and your money talking or lying to somebody. Well, for people that are listening that may be struggling or um, need something to help pull them up or someone to talk to, what are like some main go-tos that you suggest? Could be like websites or people? Um, So there was psychology today, but we're protesting. I mean, we're banning psychology today because they're not inclusive. Um, But there's Find a Black Therapist. There's Therapy for Black Girls. There's Therapy for Black Men. Um, there's True Circle. There is um, referrals from family and friends. Um, there's yasmintony.com. Yes. There is um, Talkspace, BetterHelp. Those are virtual platforms. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. are virtual now, but Talkspace and BetterHelp are virtual. Where I know, love that BetterHelp. I've seen it yeah. a few times and suggested it to a few people. Like, um, yeah. maybe check it out. <laughs> No, seriously. (laughs) But here's the thing, like you don't necessarily have to have a mental a mental illness, so to speak, to go to therapy. Sometimes you just need to process. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you just need to understand. Sometimes you just need to be able to talk to a person that's unbiased. And therapy can be five months or five years or ten years. Like, you know, so you you don't have to be like, oh, I'm depressed or I have PTSD to go to a therapist. You can just go to a therapist because you ain't like doing I need, what I need you to talk like. about yeah. some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I need to talk about some shit or I'm not where I want to go and I don't know why. Or, you know, I I'm irritated all the time and I don't understand why. Or me and my significant other aren't linking like we used to link and you know, I, I I need some help. So it's really just like someone that can help to get you mm-hmm. to where you're trying to go. That's my perspective. That's what I try to be a helping hand to get the person to where they're trying to go. And how, just for people that may be um, feeling something or struggling, but don't know how to ask for help or notice their own signs or like resistant to what people are suggesting to them. um, What do you suggest? Mainly for like younger, younger um, adults. Cause I, I feel like they, you know, might be resistant when you bring something up or don't really want to hear it. How do you I get through to someone seeds. like that? You can't. Yeah. I, but it, I do think it's your responsibility to say something, but they have to go in their own time. Like for me, children coming to therapy is just, it really doesn't work because they're there because their parents tell them to go. They're not there because right. they feel like there's a problem and they want to help. So that's the same thing. If a person's not ready to be honest about where they are and change and they're just finessing whoever suggested that they go so it's like you say hey aj i noticed that you've been a little angry lately have you ever thought about talking to somebody about it you can say hell no ain't nothing wrong with me i ain't doing that and that's fine you don't have to but i've said something and it's in his mind now and the next time he gets angry or the next couple of times he's gonna be like damn yeah i said i was getting angry a lot i wonder you know, so sometimes right. all you can do is plant a seed 
and eventually hope that they will follow through. But you can't mm -hmm. force anybody to see the light. And sometimes we see things before they do. So they have to come to a place where they see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very helpful information. This is yes. um, great, great, great uh, information. It's definitely helped me out a lot. Um, if nothing else, I realize that T has an issue that we can all help her with. Um, Listen, for real. <laughs> but but and not and not you know not making any light of this conversation. But I think this is very relevant to not only um, you know the black community but the world in general because there are tons of people walking around who need help that we can identify and potentially direct if we have the information and knowledge so this has been very helpful right. for me yeah very very helpful and before yeah, not we to get... mention sorry not to mention like it's only gonna get worse right uh yasmin because of the, the corona and and the pandemic and all that and we don't know what we're in for but uh, i hope not you know it, it's it can't get this can't the situation can't make things better that's for sure am i, am I wrong there or well, the well, reality is, is yeah, the reality is, is that we are in uncharted territory. So we don't know what's going to happen from this. And pe we have people dying. Like, there's so much going on that we're not going to yeah. be the same after this. I, it doesn't yeah. matter if the world goes back to nor normal. We're not going to be the same after this. So you're exactly right, Vic. Like, it's we're not ever going to be the same after that. And that's why I think it's important to just keep talking about it and keep mm -hmm. reminding people, like, check in on your mental health, like, do what you need to do. Um, and just to let people know that you're not the only one that might be feeling this way. Like, I love, mm -hmm. like, I follow Charlemagne, and I love how he's so focused on mental health and constantly putting it out there and letting people know it's okay to check in it's okay to be feeling this way i think taraji just started like an organization to a foundation mm -hmm. so i think a good way to help is like more of those type situations and the more it's talked about and the more people see then hopefully that can because your brain works your brain works every day so why wouldn't mm -hmm. you be checking in on your brain every day why wouldn't you be mm -hmm. checking in on your feelings every day they're there every day like it's not something mm -hmm. that we could just check in every six months are you feeling good like your feelings change every day many mm -hmm. times a day be aware of what it means like you shouldn't be aware if you go from happy to sad if you go from mad to like you should the feelings should flow but you should be aware that they're flowing don't be oblivious mm -hmm. to your right your emotions you know pay attention very good yep yep i need yeah. to work on me i gotta work on me i've been trying to help you for years you you no, we you've been all been trying down. to help <laughs> you bringing me down <laughs> straight up you and Vic bringing me down <laughs> but uh yes tell tell our listeners once again where they can find you and before you tell them i just want to let you know we are receiving a 10 percent cut on anybody that does service with you <laughs> go ahead. listen you don't have to find me like donald trump you don't have to find me. i ain't giving up no money um but i'm <laughs> my website is uh yasmintoni.com and my instagram is yazzy love and I think for the most part, most insurances are very lenient with teletherapy. Um, so if you find a therapist, even if they don't live where you live, you might be able to get off on that for a little Good. while. Hopefully with the pandemic, this might be a change, but uh, for the indefinite future, but as of now, they've been very lenient. So even if you can't leave the house, you don't feel comfortable leaving the house, most people most therapists are working virtually so it's a great time and you know i think that takes away some of the pressure of going to an office you could just slide in your car or you know in the bathroom or wherever and kind of talk it out mm -hmm. so i think this is a very good time for people that might have been nervous before to just jump right in get their feet wet all right y'all we're giving bad. you the info yeah we're giving you the info y'all yeah <laughs> All the that was great that was out. definitely great. Yeah, was so awesome. again, um, you know, therapy for black girls, find a black therapist, true space, psychology today. Um, even though we're boycotting psychology today, it's still uh, you know, <laughs> reference talk space, better health, your friends, mm -hmm. you know, 
you know, as I don't know what y'all think. I'm, I'm adopting Yaz. She's our fourth member. <laughs> <I love her. laughs> we don't have room Thank for you. a fourth, but she can replace you. You a hater. <laughs> Hey, AJ, you, you can't ask people to help and then act like this. That's okay. why I want to help you. I'm okay. Hey, okay. I'm working on me. That's yeah. all I'm doing. <laughs> I'm working on me. This guy's super angry. Work. Wow. Great. <laughs> but it, it's been another great episode. And, and for all our lifers listening, after you go visit all those sites, make sure you catch up on our old episodes. We are everywhere. Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio and of course Apple. So go catch up on your uh your old uh lotions for everybody episodes. And it's been fun as as always, Jazz. Thank you for joining yes. us again. My pleasure. I look forward to the next Appreciate time. It, and then yes. maybe we can diagnose T. But she got yeah, a bunch this, well, of, listen, listen, this is a we're diagnosing you. We diagnosing you. No, I'm good. You definitely are. <laughs> You definitely you, <laughs> be the fact that you said you're good, me uh, like, <laughs> Okay, don't worry about me. <laughs> it's been good. Until next time, yes. people. Stay Peace. strong, y'all. Peace.